Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. My name is Ralph. Uh, Deserts of Plenty is a podcast about, uh, hey, you know, I keep thinking about what <laughs> this actually thing actually is. And it started out with um, just how kind of crazy I find the world, which is not a good thing. Uh, I always start off by saying, you know, we're awash in food. You know, but we lack nutrition, right? Calories are abundant. You can get calories everywhere, but some people, many people eat a lot of calories, but don't get the required nutrients that their bodies need. Uh, we're awash in information, but sifting out knowledge, what is real and what is fact, and what hasn't been tainted by money or power or influence, is hard and experiences. You can pick up your phone and get anything delivered to you in moments. Um, you know, we have so much access to stuff and people, but everybody's lonely and isolated. And, uh, you know, sitting is the new smoking, as they say. And, and like people sit so much now that it's rarely harmful to our health. But also, isolation is the new smoking. It's, you know, it's, yeah, I, it's amazing because um, Japan, I always figure is like 10 years ahead of us here in, in Canada. And uh, in Japan now, people, generally older people are committing crimes so they can go to jail so they have a community. And I think that's going to start happening here for sure because people are lonely, isolated, uh, like the number of people living alone is, is high, is super high. Uh, wasn't a thing when I was growing up. Uh, not that I'm saying when I was a kid, I'm not, I don't want to do that, but uh, I do think this social isolation is a, is a huge problem. Anyway, I'm just trying to sift through all this stuff and, and try to get to what's true. But then, you know, how do I know what I'm posting is true? Anyway, this is what this podcast is about. That's why I'm here just trying to figure things out and come along with the ride if you like and remember i'm not a doctor and even if i were I'm not your doctor <laughs> and even if i were your doctor your health is your own business and you're the one responsible for it but i like to just uh talk about things that come up that interest me and uh today what i want to chat about is uh so um, I have a nine-year-old daughter and she goes to school, as many nine-year-olds do, within the Toronto District School Board, uh, which is a whole other podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, during times like drop off in the morning and pick up at night, it's, it's a lot of chaos. And there's a lot of people who drive and they drop their kids off. And, you know, everybody does their best as far as I can tell, you know, different degrees of success. But it's often chaotic, and and one thing that happens, especially in the cold of the winter or that blaring heat sometimes of uh, of June, is that when people pull up to pick up their kids, they leave their cars running, and um, and you know rightfully so, some some parents and some children, you know, didn't, don't like it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, of course, you know, it's in the ideal world we wouldn't idle our cars, but you know, it also makes sense why some people do. However, the school and the kids, someone decided that they wanted to have a campaign 
to remind people to please be mindful about it and turn off your cars uh, and not idle them. You know, and uh, so uh, the students, uh, with some sure help from the administration and the teachers, put up a bunch of signs around the school, many of them. And, uh, and the content of the signs, like what they actually said, I found quite interesting. Um, you know, they have such slogans as idling is a disgrace. Okay. Uh, you know, idle free zone, uh, you know, um, there were, uh, you know, uh, your tailpipe is at the height of children. You know, so the, the tone in general of a, many of these signs, if not the majority of them, were very admonishing, right? Like, especially like that one's one that sticks with me. Idling is a disgrace. And uh, I read that. And uh, I luckily, I don't drive. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I live close enough to the school that I can walk my daughter and pick her up without driving. But I read that and I was like, okay, if I'm a motorist, would a sign like that make me less likely or more likely to idle my car? Like, is that, is that the kind of sentiment that's going to make me think, oh, you know, I, oh, I, I, I see. I'm, um, without thinking about something, without thinking about it, perhaps, I'm doing something that's inconveniencing people or that is causing them some distress. You know, if I see a sign that says idling is a disgrace, is that really going to motivate me to be less likely to run my car? Or is that just going to make me get angry or upset and get my back up? And, uh, and I think it's the latter. I think, you know, my mother had this expression, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. And I thought about that in the, in the broader context of, should I should I say culture wars? Maybe I should, or maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. But the the way like today, everybody's driving up, right? And I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying anything that's new to anybody. We've got you know the left and the right, and there's a lot of just screaming at each other. And you know when I I have quit social media for, in a large part because of the toxicity, especially around this kind of stuff, wherein my question to everybody who engage in this is like, well, what is it that you want to have happen? Do you want to change behavior or do you just want to yell at people? And from where I stand, it looks like it's much more the latter. We just want to scream at people. And we, you know, it's, um, and that's when I saw these signs, that's what I thought. Like, I don't, this is less likely to get people to change their behavior. If you want people to do, change their behavior, the sign should read, hey, you know, I get it. It's cold or it's hot. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there in your car and uh, waiting for your child. And, um, and I, know, I realize this is a pretty large, large, large sign, long sign, you know. But something like, yeah, like, uh, I get it. You know, it's, um, or something, you know. I understand you're here just for 30 seconds to pick up your, again, it's a long time, but something that somehow empathizes with people, like why their car is running. And then they, Hey, did you think about the fact that while you're idling your car, a lot of, you know, nitrates, uh, and uh, sulfur compounds are getting 
breathed in by the children that walk by your tailpipes. And if possible, could you turn your car off? I realize that is a sign that would take. <laughs> That's a billboard. And even then, it's pretty small printing. But again, but less of the yelling at and admonishing people for being dis a disgrace, for idling, and more of a please, please turn your car off if you can. That's simple, right? Um, you know, your, your tailpipe emits things potentially harmful to kids. That one's better. That's, oh yeah, okay. I get it. Right, but, but, you know, just in general, like, what are we trying to do when we talk to people with whom we disagree or, you know, when we talk to people with whom we are trying to have an engagement and have them change their mind? I'm reminded of this story that I read. Uh, it was during the beginning, not, not the beginning, but maybe like six months or a year into the Black Lives Matter campaign. And this woman relayed this story. Uh, she was a white person, not that that's hugely relevant, but she was at this, uh, Black Lives Matter protest and there was a woman standing beside her also white, uh, maybe slightly more re relevant. Uh, and this woman that was related to the story said, I, you know, I saw this person and she had this look in her face, like, you know, like she'd eaten something bad. She was frowning and she was not enjoying what she was seeing. And so the woman who related the story said, Asked her, like, what's, uh, what's going on? And the woman said, well, black lives matter. I think all lives matter. And now, in my experience, the majority of people who would hear that would just start screaming racist or hurtling insults and, and, and other pejorative words at this woman. But the woman who related the story said, oh, uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you mean? And they had a discussion. And the woman said, well, I don't think it's right that we elevate the lives of black people above other people. And, was, and the woman who relayed the story said, well, that's not what it means at all. What they're trying to say is that black lives matter because in the way the police interact with the black community, it seems like they don't. And people don't get upset about it as much as we feel they should. Uh, but it was not to, the big thing was not that we're elevating the lives of certain groups above others. It's that they matter as well. And the woman said, oh, oh yeah, well, I totally agree with that. So she had a bad, a, the wrong idea about what it was about. And this woman, who related the story again, instead of being upset and immediately start screaming at her, her, she wanted to actually engage and change someone's mind. And that's what she did. She didn't just have this knee-jerk thing of racist, uh, which in my experience seems to be the default. Um, and I, and I, to me, it seems like that's a lot of the source of the vitriol that I see. It's that when we talk about things, we don't have an operational definition that we share. That is a definition of a term that we both agree upon. Because whether you ask someone if they're a feminist, that means a lot of things. To, that means different things to different people. What is racism? Are we talking about systemic racism? Or are we just talking about treating people because of the differences in physical traits like the color of skin? What are we talking about? And, and in 
I, you know, I'm not proposing one definition, but I'm what I'm suggesting is if you have a conversation with somebody about whether or not people can be racist against white people, well, we have to first, dis- what do we mean by when we say racist? Um, that's, that's important. So is the word feminist or political correctness or cancel culture? Or what do we mean when we say these things? Because I, in my experience, what I see is people have an idea in their head of what they think it means or what it means to them, but it may not necessarily be what the person they're talking to is. <laughs> so it may not be that the person they are talking to or engaging has a similar or the same definition. And that seems to be a lot of the problems that people are having with each other when they communicate. And I just go back to the sign of like, idling is a disgrace. And is that really going to motivate someone to change their attitude? Or are they going to look at that and go like, how dare you call me that? You know what? I'll leave my car running just a few seconds longer in that passive aggressive way that people like to be because we're self-righteous or whatever. Anyway, I can do a podcast on self-righteousness, which I think might be the most, one of the most ugliest traits there is. Anyway, that's my thing for today. Thanks, everybody. Felt good to get that off my chest. You know, it's the thing about talking about stuff. You can talk about it. it. Makes you feel better about it. You work through it and get it off your chest. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and uh, I'll see you back here next time for more Desert Supplant.